You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Mid-American Bandwagon Podcast, episode 78, coming to you live this week, the first episode of the new year. Happy 2022, everyone. Hope you all had a safe and, uh, and happy new year and a happy holiday season. Uh, got a lot to get to here tonight. Joined by fellow hustle belter, Zach Vanuenzi. Vanzi, how you doing tonight, man? Oh, pretty good. Uh, you know, just enjoying the ice cold weather out here in Michigan. And uh yeah. Now, looking forward to uh, some warmer days, you know, either on the hardwood or in the weather wise. Totally agree with you. Yeah, it was it's it's funny here in Pittsburgh. You know, we had uh, even even through over the holidays of the last week, we had a couple like 50 degree days. And then here uh, just today, it's like kind of it's dropped into the 20s. It was it was very sudden. But hey, Vancey, before we get into anything else here, I got to ask you as someone as an Eastern Michigan alum, someone close to the university, close to the athletic department. Us here at the Hustle Belt, what do we got to do to get some of this game above money that, that the Eagles are throwing around? I see Charlie Batch tweeting at recruits that is saying, come the Yipsy for, for a, a million, for a cool million for one year. What's going on there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm kind of hoping that, uh, you know, they, I know some of them read my tweets and stuff. So I'm kind of hoping that, uh, you know, they, they throw some my way. Uh, you know, I could <laughs> put out some tweets, you know, this tweet sponsored by Game Above and, you know, you I'll go. do it for, for a little bit less than a billion, but uh, Game, Above, <laughs> Game Above is a great organization. A lot of, uh, I think we've talked about it on here before with the George Gerben, but a lot of former athletes, a lot of leaders in their industry, uh, giving back to EMU. They got their name on the science building, scholarships, uh, now on the basketball arena. And, you know, I mean, I, I know there's been some pushback from the current student athletes who are kind of wondering, you know, where, where's their their, you know, bag, uh, as the kids say, but, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Caleb Williams isn't coming to EMU, um, you know, yeah. but Hey, at least it's got EMU in the, in the news. And, uh, I hope the dialogue now is open, uh, for the current student athletes, you know, to potentially get some money out of this. Totally agree. Totally agree. It's crazy how fast this has changed where like, you know, just back, what was it? July, August, the NIL stuff kind of rolled out. And now here we are, uh, what, six months later, kids uh you know student athletes getting seven figure offers it is pretty crazy but i agree with you obviously we know caleb williams isn't going to ypsilanti as much as we'd love to see it but it does at least it's eastern michigan some press gets him in the news which is uh certainly good stuff let's jump into it here vansy one last bowl game we didn't get a chance to talk about last week we had the central michigan chippewas quite an interesting story as we as we've talked about previously just to remind everyone you know they're scheduled to go to tucson for the barstool arizona bowl taking on boise state Boise State drops out with COVID issues. Meanwhile, Washington State's down in El Paso, Texas, getting ready to take on Miami. Miami takes uh, Miami has to drop out of the Sun Bowl also because of uh, COVID issues. And so uh, in a matter of about 48 hours, the, the Sun Bowl, Bowl Bowl organizers brought CMU and Washington State together. We had ourselves a bowl game. And uh, we Vansy gave, gave us uh, probably, you know, best best result of the uh, 
of the bowl season for the Mac with Central Michigan knocking off the Pac-12 Cougars uh, 24-21. First bowl win for Central Michigan since 2012. Again, in my opinion, best win of the bowl season for the Mac. Chips were up 21-0 at halftime before uh, some uh, second-half turnovers let the Cougs back in the game. Chippewas finished the season 9-4. and Vanzi, a little, little bit of a slow start to the year for the Chippewas. I think back to that uh, Miami game when, you know, their offense really couldn't do much of anything and was, you know, looking like they had some, some issues offensively. But uh, they, they really kind of turned it on here at the end of the year. Nine and four finish off the season. Again, first bowl win since uh, 2012. A nice way to end the season for Central Michigan, as much as it might hurt you to say that as, as an Eastern Michigan alum. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think when you look at Central Michigan, I've always said on this podcast and off this podcast that I believe that good coaching gets good results. And Jim McElwain, you know, former Florida coach, probably one of the more decorated coaches in a Mac. And I think you see that there where this is a team that started slow and it kind of rounded in the form uh, with some good coaching. Really, they made the move this season when they replaced Jacob Sermon, who is already since transferring out yeah. uh, with, with Richardson. And I think that was really the big change for them. And then they had Lou Nichols and, and uh, you know, so I, I think this was a very good team. Uh, looking at Central Michigan and looking at the record, I think if you were to restart the season and you were to say, hey, right now is week one today, I, I would bet they would win the Mac. They seem to be the better team, uh, the best team in the Mac uh, the last six or so weeks, you know, and, and only lost to NIU uh, very late in that game by one score. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree with you. And you look at the the way the Chippewas defense, the defense for, for the Chippewas has been a little bit maligned this year, especially the past defense. But, man, what a performance that the unit gave them uh, on, on New Year's Eve against Washington State. Limit the Cougars, 250 total yards of offense, 25 rushes for 23 yards. Uh, Washington State p- played two quarterbacks. They had their their starter, uh, Jaden Delora, got hurt in the first half. Backup Victor Gabalis came in in the second half. Uh, but even those two guys combined 18 of 40, 227 yards, two touchdowns in this game. So Gabalis in the second half, uh, 11 of 23, 180 yards, two touchdowns. I, I, I feel like, though, honestly, Vanzi, like the, the score in this game, the final score, 24-21, to me, is not really reflective of how the game played out. I mean, Central Michigan thoroughly and completely dominated the first half of this game. And if it wasn't for a couple of, of some sloppy play in the third quarter from the Chippewas, you know, the Central Michigan, their first four uh, drives of the second half went fumble, missed field goal, interception, missed field goal. So, you know, th- those four drives, that right there, you know, w- w- um, Washington State outscores them 14 nothing in the, in the third quarter, cuts it to a touchdown, and then, uh, you know, they put added another uh, score there in the fourth quarter to make it 24-21. But, I, Vansy, I was very, very impressed with the Chippewas in this game, and obviously also for, you know, the MAC um, – had some rough performances earlier in bowl season. So it was nice to get a win over a power six team. The Mac finishes collectively three and five as a conference here uh, for, for the, uh, the bowl season. So what do you think as, as if you would have, if someone would have told you before bowl season started Vansy that the Mac would go three and five with one victory over a power six team, is that something like to, to you, is that a good result or would you have liked to see a little bit more? Well, I mean, real real quick, this isn't just a any bowl game. This was the Sun Bowl. Yeah. You know, I mean, outside of the New Year's Six, I mean, gr- growing up, I think this was probably one of those games that, you know, you just kind of put higher up on the pedestal. So this was a big game uh, nationally televised, too. So this is 
tremendous, you know, fly the pirate flag as the commissioner of the Mac would say, um, you know, to knock off a power five school uh, like Washington state, a power five school that had really round into form. And I think what's interesting is, you know, I mean, neither team really had much time to prepare for one another. It was just kind of roll the balls out there and then, and let's go at it. So really an impressive showing. So I think that's got to kind of lead to Mac. It really kind of changes the narrative. If you can have a national televised victory over a Pac-12 school, you know, I mean, I was pretty down on the results, but at, at, at three and five, you know, you beat Washington state, you know, and then Western Michigan beats a, beats a good Nevada team and uh, uh, Miami wins their bowl game. You know, I, I think it goes from an awful showing to, you know, the, the last week or so of the bowl season to being, you know, something that you can take and potentially build off of going into next year. Yeah, definitely agree. It definitely seems like the Mac, Mac, the Mac kind of salvaged its, uh, its, its, its bowl season there over the last week or so. So definitely a good way to go into the offseason for, for the Mac. Uh, that, that'll, you know, as we kind of move towards uh, spring practice and continue through the offseason, we'll do some more kind of look backs and, and, and you know, of, of this past year, some previews of next season. We've got some stuff in the works there uh, in regards. We'll keep the football talk going all year round. Don't worry about that. Uh, let's, Vanzi, let's move into some basketball here. Been a busy week on the hardwood. Um, you know, after you know, last week we talked about the the first week of of conference play in in basketball marred here a little bit by by some some COVID cancellations. There were you know four of the six scheduled games last week on the women's side were canceled. I believe it was three of seven for the men. So we had a lot of cancellations in the first week. A couple here still this week. Um, Northern Illinois on the men's side still. Uh, quarantining Ohio as well on the uh, on the women's side, but um, for the most part, we had a, a pretty full slate of games uh, this this week on both sides of the fence. Fancy. Let's let's start with the men's side here. We currently right now Ohio sitting at two and zero, first in the conference. Two and zero, they got a nice win over Akron the other night. Um, Miami's sitting at one and zero. Eastern Michigan, Vanzi got a nice uh, nice road win over over Western Michigan the other day. Uh, so we got you know a, a couple teams undefeated there in the conference at the top standings. Toledo and Kent State both sitting at two and one. Kent State a couple nice wins here uh, over the last few days after that uh, that questionable loss to Central Michigan to to open MAC play. But you know, Vanzi, I mean, we look at some of the games here on Saturday. I mean, Akron. Akron Buffalo, Akron uh, got a nice home win there against the Bulls. Kent State with a close win over Toledo. Ohio went on the road and beat Western Michigan. I don't think that surprised anybody. Ball State with a really nice comeback, a last-second victory at home over Bowling Green. And uh, and then we had a couple postponements as well. But just, you know, what was your general impression of, of what you saw over the weekend on the on the men's uh, side of things on the hardwood this week, uh, Vanzi? Yeah, for me, I just kind of felt I was some, I was very surprised, you know, I mean, Kent state, you know, we had talked on this podcast about writing them off, uh, you know, ball state, we weren't really sure what they had and they, they had, uh, you know, they've had a couple of close games now, you know, that nice victory, uh, you know, uh, over Bowling Green, a close one there. So, you know, I, I think you're just seeing that there's a lot of parity in the conference. I think that's starting to show through, through um, especially with some of these teams, maybe not at full strength, kind of the stop and start aspect of it. Um, you know, I mean, I can't state beat Toledo. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't think we, any of us saw that coming. So, you know, I think, like I said before, I think this could shape up to be anybody's race. Uh, this year in the Mac, you know, if you play enough games, if you stay healthy, if you have some timely wins, you know, anything could happen. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's it's crazy because you look at I, I feel like to me right now, it seems like 
I, I don't think this is a controversial opinion or anything, but I, it, it seems like from what I've seen so far, Akron, Ohio, um, I would say, you know, Akron, Ohio, I guess I, I, I probably throw Toledo, Akron, Ohio, Toledo, maybe one more, I don't know, maybe probably Buffalo, Buffalo or Kent State in the top four there. But even th- those teams, it's like, you know, they're, they've all beat them. They're all beating each other up already. Akron with a nice win at home against Buffalo last week, and then they lose uh, at home to Ohio uh, last night. So, you know, Akron uh, with, you know, kind of they've already played, uh, you know, two of the other competitors. And I just, I feel like also, you know, with Buffalo, Buffalo turns around, you know, they, they lose by 12 at Akron on Saturday. They turn around last night, take on Bowling Green at home. They're without four of their uh, four, four players on their roster last night. Buffalo was were in COVID protocols, including Josh and Bala, one of the best big men in the conference. And the bulls put up 99 points on Bowling Green, 99 to 88 Buffalo knocked off the Falcons shot 52.7% from the field. Uh, won the uh, the rebounding battle 38 to 31. The Bulls had three players over 20 points in this game and uh, two others in in, uh, in double figures. Jonathan Williams was fantastic, 21.7 rebounds. So was uh, Dennis Skogman, 20 points and 15 rebounds for the big men there. David Skogman, excuse me. Um, so that and that right there, there's a guy that only averages six and, and five a game. So he's giving you 20 and 15 stepping up in their place. I, I got to be honest, Fancy. I was a little bit concerned with some of the, the, the performances I saw from Buffalo in the non-conference. Um, you know, that loss to Canisius was bad. That loss to St. Fran or uh, excuse me, Stephen F. Austin was bad. Um, and even the, you know, the loss at Akron last week was not great, but I was very encouraged. If I'm a Buffalo fan, I'm very encouraged by what I saw against uh, Bowling Green the other night pulling off that victory with, you know, so many important players out and he put up almost a hundred points on Bowling Green. I was impressed by what I saw. Yeah. And I I really just, you know, I think Buffalo is kind of getting to that point where they have the culture and they have the recent tradition where you can just kind of write them down as one of those teams that's going to figure it out. They, they have so much talent Uh, really feels like Bowling Green had a chance to steal one you know, at least on paper and then just kind of fell flat in that game. Uh, You know, Buffalo, I think you're seeing their depth, you know, and and I think they have a depth where maybe outside of Ohio, you don't see anywhere else in a conference in weird times like this. That means so much. And, uh, you know, I mean, to be able to get that win, that could be a big one down the road, especially looking at what they did in a non-conference, which was somewhat underwhelming for Buffalo. Yeah, it certainly was. I uh, I also Vansy, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, you know that your Eagles had had uh, had a couple games. Their, their first two conference games postponed. Ohio at home, or excuse me, at Ohio, and then Buffalo at home. They finally returned to action last night, going to Kalamazoo to take on uh, Western Michigan. I got this. It was the first time I had really had a chance to see the Eagles play in, in a couple weeks, Vansy. But I, I was I don't know if I was an Eastern Michigan fan, I would be encouraged by a lot of what I saw. Noah Farrakhan looked great, twenty five points, ten of seventeen from the field. Uh, Thomas Benelli was back. He had, he had eleven points. Spotsville had eleven, and then obviously uh, uh, McBride, Bryce McBride, off the bench with eighteen. A really nice, well balanced performance uh, offensively for the Eagles, Vansy. What did you think about uh, their 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 display last night in Kalamazoo? Yeah, I, I was impressed. Uh, you know, I mean, well, granted, it is Western Michigan, and, and they look like probably the, the worst team in the MAC right now. 
Um, but yeah, I thought it was an impressive win. Um, you know, for all the turnover this roster has had happened, it looks like probably Eastern Michigan's probably the class of the Michigan Mac schools with Noah Farrakhan. Um, they're still sorting through some COVID. And in fact, that last time out, they didn't have head coach Stan Heath. They had uh, Bob Simon was coaching it and, and got his, uh, you know, first victory at EMU. So that was uh, good to see. But I, I think they're a sleeper in this race. And it sounds bad to say, but, you know, if you can put the COVID behind you early and, you know, just kind of focus on getting some practices and, and growing as a team, who knows where you could be at the end. I think this is an Eastern Michigan team that is going to be better later in the season just because there's so many new parts. So the fact that you're seeing potential right now really could bode well for this group down the road. I totally agree with that. I think there's a couple Mac teams that I think you could say that about. I probably probably Central Michigan as well with all those new pieces they have there. But I think I think Eastern Michigan's roster as compared to Central Michigan probably a little bit better constructed uh, and more kind of more cohesive it seems like. So certainly I, I certainly agree with your assessment in terms of the being the best of the, of the Michigan Mac schools this year. I also while we're talking about Western Michigan, I know I mean it's going to be a long year in Kalamazoo and and you know I I feel you know I feel like we're talking bad about the the Broncos every week here, but I do, I got to give a shout out here to Lamar Norman jr. The, the junior from grand Rapids. He is, I mean, he is playing at a very high level right now, including last night against Eastern Michigan, 34 points, uh, 56% from the field, a couple assists as well Had 21 on Saturday against Ohio. So a good start to the conference play for him. He currently, I think sits third. Yeah. He's currently third in the conference of points per game, 18.9 behind only Ryan Rollins and, and Mark Sears. And, and speaking of Mark Sears, Vanzi, one other team I wanted to talk about here is it's, it's Ohio. You know, I, I mentioned that I feel like, you know, there's that top tier in the Mac right now with like Ohio, Toledo, Akron, you could probably throw uh, Buffalo and may, maybe you could convince me to throw Kent state in that mix as well. But even among those teams, Vansy right now, I mean, Ohio to me is playing at another level. I mean, a really nice road victory at Akron uh, last night, 69-63, opened up conference play uh, with a, a road win over Western Michigan, 59-47. So they opened up conference play with two road games, come away with two victories. And again, last night against Akron, they hold the, the zips to 39% from the field. They win the rebounding battle. Uh, they're, they're balanced offensively. Mark Sears with 24, Jason Carter with 19. Uh, you know, Vanderplas had 11. I, I really, really, I mean, this to me right here, Vanzi, at least at this juncture right now, I think Ohio is the best team in the conference. It doesn't seem particularly close to me. Obviously, I know Akron and uh, and, and Toledo and some other teams are going to have something to say about that before March rolls around, but I really like what I'm seeing from the Bobcats right now. Yeah, no, no, Jason Preston uh, off to the NBA, no problem there in Ohio. And I, th- I think when you look at it, like you said, they're the class of the MAC. I, I you know, I think, you know, Akron, they already beat Akron, uh, Toledo, Toledo lost to Kent state, you know, and, um, Buffalo, they had their down run. So yeah, I I think Ohio looks like the class of the Mac, you know, I think they are just, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to beat all season long. They have the fan support down there. Um, and then I think that's going to be a good team. One thing that's interesting, you mentioned Norman from WMU. And when I look at kind of the all Mac, potential players you know you could see i mean not a lot of love giving to the michigan teams this year uh potentially outside of this podcast but you could potentially have you know i would have norman and noah farrakhan on that list it'd be kind of interesting to see two players from the michigan mac make first team all mac potentially uh when those teams are not 
at the front of the standing. So it could be interesting to see. I, yeah, totally agree with you. And you, you look at the, you know, the two guys you mentioned there with uh, Norman and, and Farrakhan, both in the top five in the Mac in terms of points per game, Lamar Norman, 18.9, Noah Farrakhan right behind him at, uh, at 17.9. He sits fifth in the, in the conference in scoring through two weeks, Vanzi. Um, ha- has there been anything that has surprised you or caught you off guard about what you see so far? I mean, to me, I, I think you said it perfectly as, as we kind of transition into this basketball conversation where it seems like a lot of parody in the Mac this year, you see a lot of teams right now sitting, you know, one and one, two and one, one and two, obviously not a ton of separation yet with, with most teams only having played two games, any, any results or, or trends or, or things you've seen that have, have caught you off guard that you didn't expect. Well, I just think, you know, I, I try to put some stock into, uh, you know, the non-conference play. And I think when you look at it, you can kind of feel like, hey, we can throw out the non-conference play because you have teams that you felt weren't very good all of a sudden look pretty good in conference play. Uh, it's reminding me a lot of the football season, you know, where everyone's kind of in that same boat with uh, one or two teams maybe at the end rising up. But, yeah, you're seeing a lot of that right now, a lot of parity, um, very close. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real curious to see, you know, what, what Kent state is, you know, because, you know, we've talked about, about how they're always kind of there and then they're sneaky with Rob Senderoff as the head coach. And, and I, I thought, you know, they were going to have a a bad men's basketball team and a great women's team. And those two since entering conference play have really flip-flopped. So I wouldn't rule out Kent state in, in the mix after these early returns, um, yeah, just, I mean, I honestly, you know, like we could sit here and ask questions and talk about it, but at this point outside of Ohio, you know, being number one and Western being last, I feel like we can't really know much of anything. Totally agree with you. And, and I'm glad you mentioned Kent state Vansy, because to me, they, I guess there's probably a couple of teams in the conference, but you could put in this category for me, but them more than anyone, they're, they're just one of those teams. I, I just cannot figure them out. I can't figure the golden flashes out. You know, I watched a couple of their games in the non-conference schedule. I watched them lose by 15 at home to Towson. I watched them lose at home to Southern. They, you know, they, they had a couple other questionable losses, East Tennessee state in there. And then they open conference play with a loss at home to central Michigan. One of their, one of central Michigan's two wins of the season in that game. And then they, they bounce back these last uh, this last week and they give us two good performances. They, they knock off Toledo at home. They, uh, they go on the road and get a road victory at ball state. Um, so you're, I, I, you know, they, they are very, they're an enigma to me right now. And I'm curious to see, you know, this is a perfect transition as we move into, let's take a look at this next coming week's games and starting with this weekend, kind of a prove it game to me for Kent state starting on uh, tomorrow night, Friday night. If you're listening to this, uh, when it's released, the, the game is tonight, uh, going down to Athens to take on Ohio, six thirty tip off, uh, golden flash is taking on the Bobcats. Bobcats have won six in a row, uh, the hottest team in the conference. So a really, uh, really good game on a Friday night to kick off the slate for the, the, the weekend for the Mac Vansy, any other games this weekend that you have scheduled that uh, are intriguing to you? Well, yeah, I, I, I had uh, Kent, Ohio, uh, pretty high on my list. Yeah. I, I'm going to go ball stadium. You, I think that's going to be one where you can kind of figure out, you know, I, I think the loser of that game, you're probably okay. You can write them off the winner. You've got to keep an eye on and then potentially see um, a little bit more of it. And also Western Michigan central, you know, yeah. that's, that's a rivalry game. Um, you know, I mean, potentially the bottom of the Mac, but you know, it's a rivalry game. If Westrid or central can beat the rival, you know, that, that 
makes a season in some cases. So that could be an interesting one as well. Um, potentially a hard fault one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. And you know, another one that is interesting to me, Vanzi, um, I, I'm, I really, I'm curious. I, I want to see, what Northern Illinois looks like. I, I know the Huskies, not very high expectations this year with uh, first uh, first year for head coach Rashawn Burno. Huskies, you know, they had that really nice win at Washington to open up uh, their season. They've 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 come back to earth a little bit since then. They they enter conference play here at three and seven. They haven't played since December nineteenth. Their last couple of games have gotten postponed, so they've been off for about three weeks. They open conference play on uh, on Saturday, a tall task. They travel to Toledo, taking on the Rockets, who are currently uh, ten and one in the, in the conference. Northern Illinois defensively, I mean, they're only giving up sixty seven points a game, but the Huskies, man, it's it's tough sledding for on offense for them. Only get only scoring fifty six point seven a game, only shoot. 37% from the field. I think if Northern Illinois defensively can contain Ryan Rollins and, and Schumate and some of the other guys uh, that the Rockets have that can hit shots, the Huskies will have a, have a chance in this game, but uh, that's, you know, stopping Ryan Rollins is certainly a task easier said than done. Also this uh, on, uh, on Tuesday, Vansy, I'm curious what, what are your thoughts on, you mentioned the, the, the central and, and Western game on, uh, on, uh, on Saturday, we got another Michigan versus Michigan matchup on Tuesday. Central traveling down to Ipsy to take on uh, t- take on the Eagles. What do you think about that matchup? Yeah, what's interesting is that Eastern. I mean, they do play for the Michigan MAC Trophy in basketball as well. Um, I don't know if there's an actual trophy or just kind of you know they they give you like a, a, a statement or something. But yeah, uh, yeah that would be uh, you know Eastern would be well underway to owning that crown uh, with a victory over Central Michigan. Um, Central, I don't, I don't you know. I don't really like the pieces, you know, yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, you talk about Western Well, central's not much better. And you look at the Eastern against Western game. Well, that was closer because late in the game, you kind of had them calling off the dogs, had some guys coming back from COVID and then just, you know, the ebb and flow of a basketball game. So that one looked closer, but I, I think if you're Eastern Michigan, you know, you got a tough one against ball state um, ball state's going to be, physical they're gonna they're gonna hang around and, and they're gonna challenge you but then if you can beat S- central michigan and you're coming out of a covid pause and you win two out of three or potentially three out of three eastern michigan's got to feel pretty good about it um central michigan doesn't have a whole lot you know really going for it right now you know it, it would mean a lot to them to beat western and to beat emu yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I also, I, again, I know we talked about this briefly, but I, I agree with your, your uh, assessment of the Chippewas and kind of just like their, their roster construction to me. Um, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't, I, when I, whenever I watch them play it, I, I don't see the, 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 the vision, or I don't see the, 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 I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't, I don't see the style of play that they're looking for. It's, it, they just seem like a v- bunch of odd fitting parts that, uh, that Tony Barbie kind of, kind of threw together. So it looked like, um, it looks like uh, I don't know. It looks like it might be a long year up in uh, up in uh, Mount Pleasant, as we've touched on already previously. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Let's uh, let's move into uh let's move into the the women's side of things here, Vans. You've had some 
you, you kind of alluded to it earlier. We've had some, uh, some interesting results here over the last couple of weeks as, as, uh, as conference play has started, you mentioned Kent state, Kent state enters, entered uh, conference play at eight and one with really, really good non-conference victories over UCLA and, and, uh, and Penn state. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, they, they played really well in the non-conference schedule. And then they opened co- up a conference play here. zero and three over the last couple of weeks, losses to Toledo, Western Michigan and Akron. We got Toledo mentioning Toledo. They're sitting atop of the conference at three and O tied for first place with Buffalo, the Rockets nine and three, the Bulls nine and four. What do you think about uh, what, what anything that's kind of caught your eye here over the last week on, on the women's side of things, Dante? Yeah. I mean, uh, weird season, you know, I mean, uh, I think we all kind of felt that Buffalo would be there and, and they, and they are there. They're probably the class of the conference right now, Toledo. Uh, you know, I think some people thought it would be a little bit of a down year, but they're right in the mix right now. And that's another program that is just consistently good. So I think you got to, you know, be looking at them as a challenger. Western Michigan uh, keeps winning and hanging out at the top of the standings while familiar, you know, front runner Central Michigan is three and nine. Yeah. And now now Kent State is 0-3. So, I mean, there's surprises aplenty on, on this side of, of Mac basketball, the women's side. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things where, again, I, you can tear up the non-conference schedules at this point and then throw them out because they just they don't mean anything right now. Looking at it, Kent State with some nice wins, thought they might have had a chance to be ranked. Um, certainly not going to happen now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, it's it is crazy. It's I mean, some of the results that we've gotten here over, over the last week or week or so. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, Kent State falling flat on their face and, and also we look at we look at Buffalo. I I think to me right now, Vanzi on on this side of the fence in, in women's hoops, bu- Buffalo to me looks like the the team to beat. And and I I I I can't get past how good the Ash affair is for the Bulls last night against Bowling Green. Fourteen of twenty two from the field, six for ten from three, six for eight from the line, forty points to go along with uh, with four assists and three rebounds. Then you had Summer Hemphill uh, with uh, 19 and 10. She gives the double-double. Bowling Green, or excuse me, Buffalo with a 25-6 to six second quarter. Out, uh, kind of ran away from the Falcons there, and it, the Falcons were not able to recover. Buffalo with an 82-66 victory there. They uh, currently sit 3-0 and in the MAC. And, and Vansy here, I mean, Buffalo defensively they they kind of you know they they kind of ebb and flow here a little bit they've had some suspect defensive performances they're currently eighth in the mac in total defense but man offensively they're scoring 78 a game they're shooting well from the field the asha fair and, and hemfield really kind of are the the straws that stir the drink if you will i i think you know there's there's other good teams in this conference obviously ohio's always going to be there that's a team we haven't uh, mentioned yet with you know cc hooks and erica johnson but i mean still this this buffalo team it feels to me like they're a team you know they've been there they've been close the last couple of years they haven't been they weren't able to get past central michigan but man it feels to me like this year buffalo right now i know we still got two months left but buffalo feels like the team right now yeah i am i couldn't go against them you know okay Toledo looks good right now um I just watched Toledo and it's like okay that's that's a nice team and you know you watch Buffalo and oh that's a really good team uh they they got the conference's best play you know and they've been they've been knocking on the doorstep they've been to the NCAA tournament they're getting some national love uh every year and and I I just I just think Buffalo 
Um, you know, as they say, I think they're a wagon. I think they're going to be there and, and they're going to be the team to beat on this side. And uh, for me, I'm barring something unforeseen, the question is, does a Toledo, does a Western Michigan, does somebody else play well enough or not beat up on each other to get the Mac to women's teams into the NCAA tournament? We've seen that in recent years. You know, I thought it'd be Buffalo and Kent State. Maybe it's Buffalo and Toledo now, or maybe Western keeps winning and staying in that mix. Um, but for me, I, I don't see anyone overtaking Buffalo. It's certainly possible. Um, long way to go. But, yeah, I agree with your assessment that Buffalo is is the team to beat. And, and you know, it's it's funny because statistically, when, when you look at all the teams here on the women's side of things, uh, it, it does there, – there's no – there's nothing that really – really stands out. And what I mean by that is that you don't have a single team in the conference this year. That's, that's really, really good on both sides of the ball. You have Toledo's first in the conference in total defense. They're only giving up 57 points a game, but they're ninth in offense. You got Ohio. Who's the flip side of that. They're averaging 81 a game. They're first in offense, but they're they're They can't, they have trouble stopping people. They're giving up 71 a game, which is 11th in front of only Northern Illinois. Kind of similar with Buffalo, Buffalo second in offense, eighth in defense. You know, you look at, uh, you know, Western Michigan, 10th in offense, second in defense. So it seems like these teams, they have their strengths, but they all they all have a vulnerability as well that some of these other teams within the conference are going to be able to take advantage of this year. And that's what I think to me is going to make this race down the stretch really, really interesting. And, and you know, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, you look at you look at Toledo, you look at Western Michigan as as challengers for um for Buffalo, but I don't think we can forget about Ohio either. Ohio hasn't played a game much like uh, we were talking um, with Northern Illinois uh, on, on the men's side. Uh, Ohio has not played a game in about three weeks. They had their, their last time they played was uh, they took on, they, they beat Binghamton uh, just, uh, it was, what was it? December 19th. They, they beat uh, Binghamton in a, a pre-Christmas holiday tournament. They've been on a COVID pause since then they take on Northern Illinois uh, on Saturday as they start their conference season. And then the big game for me on, uh, on next Wednesday evening, uh, Buffalo travels to Athens to take on Ohio, three of the best players in the conference in that game with Deasha fair from Buffalo. And then Erica Johnson and CC hooks, uh, suiting up for the Bobcats. So I'll be very curious to see what form the Bobcats have, uh, whenever they, uh, come out of this COVID pause here over the next week or so Banzi, any, any, uh, any matchups you're looking at this weekend or next week uh, on the women's side of things that kind of catch your attention? Yeah. I mean, you got central Michigan, Eastern Michigan. I think the loser of that game, you can kind of write them off for this year. I mean, if Eastern Michigan beats central Michigan, the usual power, I think you can simply say, you know, that central Michigan isn't going to be in a race. Um, Not real high. Eastern Michigan's got some talented pieces some talented transfers, but they just haven't come together yet. Um, You know, not looking good there. But I, I, the one that I circled was Western Michigan Toledo. Mm. You know, two of the top teams in in the MAC. I I think that's going to be a, a great game. Western Michigan. I've been bullish on them, and they just keep winning, and they they just stay at the top of the standing. Strong defense, like you said. I mean, that, that that's a game there that should be very low scoring. Toledo against Western. Yeah. Um. I I would look forward to that one. I would say. 
Yeah, totally agree with that. Toledo and Western to me, those uh, much like we talked about with Kent State having a show me game against Ohio on the men's side of things this weekend. That's kind of a show me game for both of these teams. I want to see which one of them really is for real. Uh, and, and maybe both of them are. And, and, you know, maybe it'll be a close, you know, close game down to the wire up in Kalamazoo on Saturday. One more I wanted to mention, you know, Vanzi, I, I, I'm not I'm not quite ready to write off Kent State just yet, just because of how well. The, they played in uh, in in the non-conference play with with Katie Schumate and, and and you know some of their other high-profile players. There's I know they're zero three in the MAC, but they're still eight and four overall. They have a really really big opportunity on Saturday. They're traveling up to Buffalo to take on Dasha Fair and the Bulls. I think it's like this to me right here, Vanzi is like this is like one of those games where it's like. You got to give everything you got if you're Kent State in this game, right? You got to stop the bleeding. You've lost three in a row. You got to got to get your feet back underneath you here. I think if Kent State can pull off the upset and beat Buffalo at Buffalo on Saturday, I think we might see Kent State start to get back into this race. Obviously, winning at Buffalo easier said than done. But I'm not I'm not ready to 100% write off the Golden Flashes just yet. I want to see what they can do on Saturday. If they lose this game on Saturday, I think things might start to go south pretty quickly for them. But I think this is a big opportunity for for gold, the Golden Flashes here to kind of get themselves back on track. Yeah, and you know, like, like you said on the men's side, we have so much basketball left. Yeah, and it's just such a blurry picture. You know, like we both wear glasses and it's looking at the standings. I mean, it's like, we're looking at it without our glasses. It just, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. comprehend what we saw in non-conference and what we're seeing in conference play. And then you try to, you know, expand this out and kind of predict the rest of the season. You know, I, I just, I don't know what we're looking at or, or what we're going to be looking at. It's uh, you know, it's again, reminding me very much on both sides of the gender spectrum. It reminds me very much of Mac football where it's just, everybody is just in this mosh pit, just pushing and shoving, trying yeah. to come out on top. It really is. I mean, that, to me, it's, it's the best part about the Mac. It really is. I mean, there's, 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 so much, I don't know about so much, but I think the separation between the bottom of the conference and the top of the conference in the Mac is, is much less than it is in, you know, you look at like, you know, the big 10 or uh, any of the power five conferences power, I guess, you know, I guess they call it power six in basketball, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, some of the, 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 the dregs of some of the power five conferences, you know, they go on the road and, you know, and whether it be the big 12 sec, ACC, whatever you see teams go on the road in those conferences, they get blown, they're getting blown out by 20, 25 points every night. Obviously that happens in the Mac too, but I don't think it's quite as, it doesn't happen quite as often. These teams feel very much uh, more, you know, there, there, there's a lot more parity here, which makes it so much more fun to follow. I, I really do love it. So it's been an interesting two, two weeks here, uh, to open up conference play on the, on the, in hoops, obviously on the men's side and the women's side, we've seen some great games, some great performances individually and team wise Vanzi, any, any, uh, anything we didn't touch on any final thoughts, any words of wisdom for the people before we get out of here tonight? No, and, and real quick, I'll just say, I, I do. I think that the fact that the Mac isn't able to have that team just kind of pull away, kind of hurts it nationally. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it, like you said, it makes for a better product and, and you may not see that high watermark of a team ranked nationally, but I think you'll see a better, more competitive race uh, in season. I, I totally agree. And, and that right there, that that's an interesting conversation to have among group of five conferences in football and basketball, where it's like 
for, for the brand of the conference in general on a national scale, obviously I think most people would rather have that one great team that can get up into the top 15 or whatever you think about Western Michigan in 2016, or, um, you know, some of the other great group of five teams in, in football that have done that. I think for nationally for the conference, that's probably better, but within the fan bases themselves, within the conference footprint, I think most Mac fans would take this, uh, and the parody here over, you know, over that national, but obviously you want to get that and you're going to get that, you know, once every five years or whatever the case may be, you'll get either Western Michigan and football or, you know, Ohio's basketball team last year, you know, going into getting into the second round, knocking off Virginia. So it's an interesting conversation and, and, and everyone seems to have a different opinion on that, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. The product is, it, it makes for a better product, a more interesting product, a more entertaining product, which that's what I would take any day. I think, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I would too. I mean, you know, you have all these games. I mean, if you're going to go out to the arena and all these games could matter, you know, like two wins, one win, you know, a loss here or there, and it could really shift the standings. I think some of these other conferences, you know, you can write off half of their league contingent um, (laughs) really before Valentine's. It's so true. And, uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, you know, as, as a Penn State basketball fan, most years I know going in Penn State, they don't win the Big Ten this year. You know, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think a lot of teams in the MAC. I mean, obviously, there's a couple teams in the MAC that can say that some years. And, you know, this year you look at Central and Western Michigan, you, they probably knew that. But, but I, I think most, you know, eight, nine, ten teams in the conference going in this year, they think they have, they have a shot to win. And I agree with them. It's, it's, they have a legitimate shot to win. And it's, it's pretty uh, – it, it makes for a great product. It really does. So – Anyway, folks, we're only as, you know, Vansy, as you alluded to a couple minutes ago, there's still so much basketball to be played here. We're still two months away, over two months away from uh, the conference tournament there in uh, at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland. So it's going to be an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of months. Obviously, a lot left to unfold. We got some great games this weekend, some great games next week. Uh, take some time to uh, – hopefully you're taking some time to, to decompress after the holidays, and uh, hopefully – I don't know. I don't, Vansy, what's your leftover situation? You still dealing with a lot there or what? Well, I mean, I at this point, if there's any leftovers, they're starting to go bad. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to pitch some. But, uh, you know, I pitched a lot of greens and then a lot of, you know, stuff with nutritional value. But I'm telling you, the pie <laughs> is still in there. I'm hanging uh, on yeah. to that pie. You know, it, it may start getting fuzzy on me, but, hey, you know, pumpkin pie, I may not get it till next Thanksgiving. So I got to I got to get on that. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, perhaps uh, something to put on top of the to-do list there here in the next few days. Make sure that doesn't go bad. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, everyone, as always, thank you for stopping by this week. We appreciate it as always. Uh, enjoy the hoops this weekend. Enjoy whatever else you got going. Last weekend of NFL football before the playoffs start. It's always it's, it's a good time. We got the playoff football, obviously the college football playoff national championship game coming up on Monday. Before we get out of here, Bansy, your prediction for the college football playoff uh, national championship game. Who you got, Georgia, Bama? I'm going to go Bama, and I'm going to say that Kirby Smart makes a silly play call at some point that gives it to them. I, I could absolutely see that. I feel like, you know, just from watching them play over the last couple years, uh, it does, it seems that the same in his head. I don't know, I don't know what it is. He seems to outthink himself in those big moments. So certainly uh, we'll be well anticipated. I believe last time I checked, I think Jordan was a favorite in that game if i'm not mistaken so that one kicks off monday night a lot going on this week it's a good time of year to be a sports fan thank you as always for stopping by folks for Vansy, i am zach follower this has been episode 78 of the mid-american bandwagon podcast thanks for tuning in we'll talk to you next week